Welcome to the Raised on It podcast again, folks. Uh, this week, we have a really fun one for you. Um, this past weekend, I was able to sit down with Danny McMahon. He's a country artist from the UK, so he's over in Nashville for a few weeks, you know, making connections, having meetings, um, but he's also writing songs, uh, performing at uh, different writers' rounds, uh, different different places in town, um, just kind of soaking it all in. I know he's been here a few times um, before, but he's he's in the midst of a, a, a crazy, crazy year for him. Uh, he recently took home three UK Country Music Awards, and he's up for three more at the BCMAs, where the British Country Music Awards. So that's a big deal, and that's coming up in early November, so we'll be rooting for him. Uh, I really do think you guys are going to enjoy this one. We talk about how he came to be a country music songwriter and then the singing aspects and really, you know, why he loves country music. Um, but then we also talk about, you know, the differences between UK country and, you know, country music we're used to here in America. And it's, it's really interesting. Uh, you know, it's, it's two different countries, but it's also two different types of country music that people are, are listening to at the moment. So he talks about all of that. Um, you know, so we've, we've talked about, all these talented artists from the UK before, as far as country music goes, um, we've made a playlist before, so we've updated that. That's on our Spotify page. Check that out. I'm also going to link it in our posts here on our website, uh, so it's easy for you to find out. Again, make sure you listen to Danny's music, but there are plenty, plenty, plenty of great UK country artists that uh, need to be heard. Uh, they're, they're just as talented as the artists that are singing here in America. Um, so, again... If you enjoy the podcast today, make sure you check out uh, Danny's music. Follow him on his socials. They're all uh, Danny McMahon UK. So follow him on his Insta, Twitter, Facebook, uh, the whole works. Um, also, if you enjoyed it, uh, do us a favor. Leave us a review. Uh, hit the subscribe button. And uh, check us. Check some of our other stuff out. Raised on Dot blog. Um, we're on all the social media channels as well. But uh, again, buckle up. This is, this is a really fun one. Uh, and it just... It helps you get a, a different perspective on country music, um, and uh, especially in the UK, as they're trying to get it up off the ground and get more people interested in it, and uh, basically try to take country music globally uh, even more. I know there's there's been some good efforts behind it, but uh, Danny's one of the artists uh, that's that I think is going to take it to the next level. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Danny McMahon. Hey, welcome to Nashville. Thank you very much. Um, it's been a big week for you, huh? Yeah, it's been super busy. Like, you know, as I say, when we came out here last time, it was all about sort of le- learning the ropes and sort of seeing how everything worked. And uh, this time we've uh, kind of got, gone in on it a little bit more. Now we sort of uh, know where we stand with it, really. Yeah, so yeah, pl- plenty of shows, plenty of meetings. It's, uh, it's been good. Have you had time to sleep at all, or is it just barely running around the clock? Ba- yeah. Barely, because it's like it's like super late nights, and then we got meetings early in the mornings, you know, most of the time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, p- plus with jet lag, which is always a battle. Oh, I forgot so. about that. Yeah, <laughs> man. Well, you also had a big week. You took home some awards. I did, yeah. So uh, Saturday night, um, as of uh, was the uh, UK Country Music Awards, and uh, I was up for three and, and won three, which was uh, yeah, which was fun. It was I, I didn't we didn't see that one coming at all. So uh, you know there was I, I really wanted the Song of the Year award because I would written it for a friend and he'd written it about his granddad, and you know we sort of created like a, a close bond over the song. So I was really hoping that we were gonna potentially take that one home. But as for the other two, and obviously then to get Artist of the Year yeah. was uh, was a pretty special one. Yeah. So what is it like just getting nominated and do you go into it expecting 
to win or I never go no. in expecting to win. Um, I go in with the, for, for this particular one, I was just really happy that, that we were performing at the night and I was there with my band because I love playing the full band shows and, you know, got, I say I got a real, real close connection with those guys, spent a lot of time on the road with them. So it was nice to just be able to, to get out there and uh, play the night with those guys. And, you know, I was up for three awards. That was awesome. I was just sort of ha- ha- happy to be there really, to be quite honest with you. So I, I never go in with the preconception that I'm going to win anything. Sure. That's awesome. And then you're up for some more awards. Yes. At so the BCMAs, the British Country Music Awards. Yeah. So the the, the BCMAs uh, in uh, in November in uh, in Manchester. So I'm up for for three more there as well. So uh, f- fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's go back to your origination with music. What is you know when you were growing up, did you want to do music? Um, what was you know, kind of what were your dreams as a kid? What did you want to do? Yeah. So basically, when I was, I mean. I, when I was 15, I picked up a guitar for the first time and very quickly started writing songs. So um, I finished uh, what we call what we call secondary school, which would be your high school. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I, as soon as I finished there, uh, so I was 16, and I just I wrote an album of songs, and I got a band together, and literally with the spare sort of few hundred pounds that we had scrabbled between us, basically hired out a recording studio for the day and just uh, recorded music in there. Um, and we just started, I just started booking us gigs, like as anywhere and everywhere that, w- that would, that would let us play. Obviously we were only 16, so there was only a few in so many places that we could play, but we used to play sort of, uh, these tiny little, these tiny little clubs and youth clubs. And, you know, they'd have sort of like, uh, I don't even know if you guys have it here, but they had like Marmite sandwiches across the front, which oh, really? is like a Vegemite <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, they used to have literally that and like, uh, like these fruit shoot drinks. And we just used to try to play as many of those as we possibly could everywhere. Just and for the free food. And, yeah, man, yeah. straight up, straight up. And it just spiraled and just spiral we just and basically so with those guys they ended up getting um getting a development deal with a major label um by the time i was just before my 17th birthday wow basically yeah so we were super young um just because we got out and played shows obviously it's a very different industry like but you know in um back at that point um and it wasn't so sort of social media orientated so we just went out and played as many shows as we could um and so i've kind of always been involved in it i've done a lot of commercial writing as well so i've been involved with the paramount music back home as well so uh, writing for sort of a few commercial artists back there uh so i just kind of decided uh, when it got to i think it was i, I went to I went to university and uh, I sort of decided, okay, I'm going to learn how to do everything myself because I had a, a, a few problems with the, with the deal that I was with at the time. And I thought, you know what? Rather than everyone else telling me what to do, yeah. I'm going to learn how to do it myself. Oh, that's I awesome. guess, yeah, I'm going to fly solo. So I did basically the, mu- the music business degree um, and then did a master's in songwriting, so covered everything. Uh, and then once I, once I came out, I've got my own studio uh, and I was writing as a, uh, as a commercial writer for country artists in the UK. Uh, and then it was, I think it was March, 2017. I sort of just decided, you know what? I am going to, I'm going to do this. I, I watched a couple of guys play at C to C festival, which is our big country festival yeah. where everyone comes. It's, it's on my bucket list. Yeah, man. It it's, looks it, awesome. It's incredible. It's incredible. Um, and, uh, I just saw the artists play there and it was my first real experience of country on a mass level. As far as the UK audience are concerned, who are very special in their own right. Uh, and also seeing that the American artists that I love come over and play for the first time and how they present themselves and that it was all about the music. It was all about, it was all about the realness, the authenticity and the songwriting. And that's what I love. Cause I was doing pop music at the time and I kind of thought, do you know what? It kind of gave me this realization that I maybe had strayed away from what I actually was 
and the country music just felt like me. I know that sounds super cliche, but that's kind of how it made me feel at the time. And thought, you know what? I'm going to go home. I'm going to write some songs that are about me and my life. And then we put them out towards the uh, to the oars at the end of 2017. And it sort of just uh, it just people seemed to dig what we were doing, which is wicked. You know, we ended yeah. I ended up in uh, LA after a couple of months uh, doing uh, festivals uh, out on the out on the west coast here. And then uh, yeah, it's just been a, a, a really exciting but bumpy ride ever since. Really, <laughs> well, yeah, it sounds like a roller coaster. Yeah. Just strap in and go. <laughs> yeah. So would you? You're talking about your songwriting. Would you say you're more of a songwriter first or a, a singer artist first? It's weird, man, because I always saw myself as a as a songwriter first. Okay. Before 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 being an, an, an artist at any point, but sort of uh, I, th- I think it, it seems to have sort of been the case that uh, a lot of people seem to disagree because like we won the, the male vocalist award two years in a row and now uh, so we got the artist of the year award. It's sort of it's the way that. It, I, I basically put it down to this. I, I think as song, as songwriters, we are probably like the worst critics of ourselves. I just I get to this point and I kind of go, okay, I've got a group of trusted people around me, mm-hmm. and I just go, right, what do you guys think should be the next single? What do you guys think? You know, as I say, Rachel manages me; she takes takes me all over the world, and I just kind of go, okay, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Um, because I think it's great to not it's great to have a vision, but it's also great to have people around you that you truly trust. Because sometimes the way that you see it isn't always the the, the, the best way yeah. forward. You know, as I say, for me, I was just like, I'm a songwriter. Forget about being an artist; that's not going to happen. But here we are. <laughs> so you, I mean, it's it's good to have people that aren't just going to say yes to everything yeah. and kind of push back. And I'm sure that makes you a better songwriter oh, and artist. It does. You know, that, that's that's basically the main reason I come to Nashville. You know, make sure I can't come up that I'm here in the first place. It's like it challenges you to be better all the time. It challenges you to work quicker. It challenges you to be a better writer. You're, you know, surrounded by incredible talent 24-7. Like, you know, you just walk into any bar on any bill that you play and everyone yeah. is like world class. Right, world class. Every corner you go on, yeah, man, it's the same way. Yeah, yeah, and it it pushes you to be the best you can be. So when you're writing, I mean, even when you started, did you start writing songs just for yourself, or did you start collaborating with more people just to, like you said, just to to challenge yourself and and go that extra mile? I mean, to begin with, I was just writing songs for myself because it. I I hadn't had didn't have any sort of preconceived ideas with it. I just sort of was like, okay this feels good, this feels right, this feels natural. Um, and I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And I was sort of just in this spiral of always doing something somewhere, whether it be, you know, as an artist or whether it be uh, as a writer. And that was kind of the thing is, I guess the best way to describe it in my life with music is it's the only thing that I just do. I don't overanalyze. You don't don't overthink about it? I overthink everything except music. I'll just get in my car, chuck my guitar in the back, and I'm, I'm gone. I'm just going to play a show. It's what I do, you know. It's, yeah. it's and, and which is a really nice feeling. It's almost like you know. People say to me you know, a lot of the time, say, "Oh, you're so different when you're on stage." I was like, "That's because I actually feel the most relaxed that I, really? that I do when oh, I'm on stage." Yeah, man, like totally. Is you know that that's where I feel most relaxed and at home. The, I find talking to people one to one, especially new people, a lot of the time. I find that unless I'm talking about music, well, that that's fine. Sure, yeah. But yeah, but when, when I'm talking to people, it's that like I, right now, yeah, like right now, you. <laughs> shut me up but uh, you know when I meet new people I, re- I sometimes I really really struggle and people say oh you, you know you're, you're quite shy sometimes um, and but then when I get up on stage you know I, li- I like to put a lot of energy into the show but that's because I feel the most relaxed and natural I can possibly be which is weird I don't know I still know, don't quite know how that works but it, it is the just way it goes just intuitively yeah it just is who you are it's it's how you act and yeah go forward um, so you talk about starting at 
these smaller venues and just building your fan base. Mm-hmm. What was that like seeing? Were you seeing more and more people come out or familiar faces that, I mean, you started building your your true fan base? Yeah, and no, that's, been, that's been probably, for, for me, the, the most exciting thing. Because like when I, when I first sort of... I mean, even when I was in, in, in pop bands and, you know, rock bands in the past, my, my, my aim was to always sort of work towards getting a label, right? But mm-hmm. this, this time I've kind of seen with the way that it's worked in the UK, uh, it's, as, as you say, so to watch the fan base grow within the space of pretty much a year because I'm looking at like, you know, sort of last summer I was going and playing places in the north of England to like four people. And then, yeah, literally for, for, you know, out my own pocket, basically. But we literally just went in with the old school model of going and playing and playing and playing and playing. Um, So that was that seemed to work. It just seemed to catch, catch people's attention because you were constantly going out and meeting people and networking and, you know, meeting new friends and those friends then sort of, you know, turn into fans and they get more fans and yeah, turning out, turning out to these, these shows this year and these festivals has just been amazing. Like some of the places we've got to play and, you know, going to other countries. I mean, we went to Sweden the other week and there were people who I'd never seen in my life following us around to every show we played singing all the songs. That's why. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's just great to, to watch that naturally and organically grow it is it is really it's a really exciting feeling it's the first time i've really experienced it as as an artist in that in that way interesting yeah so you talk about uk country and it it's a different animal than what most people think of with country music but festivals you know things like c to c is i feel like it's really taken off are you kind of seeing the same thing where more and more people are gravitating towards country as you know as it gets a little bit more modern so to speak yeah absolutely massively so massively so i I I think that's really important in terms of how it's crossing over with because still you know at the moment the majority of the of the uk country fan base is very sort of middle-aged orientated Mm -hmm. but i have seen from the first c to c i went to in 2017 versus the one that i went to this year the um, the young people coming through that are crossing over who are sort of in, integrating with that with that country pop vibe, you know. So I, I have playing a lot more of my shows, and th- there's younger people up the front, you know, having a party. Whether it's before, it yeah. was a much more listening audience. <laughs> sure. You know? So it, it it is definitely coming in. And I think the more that happens, the more it will start to, you know, commercialize and give us artists, you know, in the in the UK more of a chance of uh, really pushing to some to something, you know, bigger and bigger, bigger and better. Yeah. Are there which artists would you say both, you know. American artists and UK artists are really driving that. The ones that are really popular, mm-hmm. um, that are just growing their fan bases that turn up more and more people. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a few that are sort of that, that I've seen. I mean, in in the UK, there's it's really different because you, you, the guys who are sort of succeeding massively well in the UK are the ones that tour over there all the time. So it's sort of, you know, people like, I guess Lainey Wilson's a great example over in the UK. She's really crushing it. She's bringing a lot of people in, in, in through the doors. Um, I guess Adam Hambrick's another one as well. Oh, sure. Yeah, I really like his stuff, and he went down really well at C2C. So they're, they're sort of like really starting to, to, to push that, that, that UK audience. And, uh, you know, I mean, the, the one that I see in terms of the way that they interact is a slightly bigger artist, but with their audience incredibly in the UK, who goes down really well, who absolutely nailed the market is Kit Moore. So he, he plays there. I like, have heard that. Yeah, he plays there three or four times a year, virtually. Um, and he, he comes out, and he'll literally meet every single one of 
those fans when he finishes his shows. And that, with, for the UK audience, that is the best thing you can do because they want to meet. They want to meet the artists. They want to be part of the journey and sure. they want to be involved. And they love that. So they love that side of it. And if you go and do that, they will completely and utterly in, invest in you if if they like you as much as a person as they do your music, which is uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kip's like that's exactly what Kip is. He doesn't. I mean we don't think he gets enough credit here for yeah. his music and, you know, just being an entertainer. Yeah. And it's like, he's, I think he's fine with that, you know, mm. being who he is, he has his dedicated fan base and he just likes playing music. Yeah. Um, so definitely do you have any dream collaborators that you want to work with? Are we talking like big, big people like in the, in the, or yeah. just like, I mean, if it, for, for, for me, there's, there's two guys that I just, that, well, may, maybe three that sort of like blow my mind every time they bring out anything or, new or a new record i mean the first the first is keith urban because the way that he is able to move and change and grow with every record that he puts out it is um, fascinating yeah it is yeah. so fascinating and that you know I, i'm a producer myself i i'm sort of you i listen to those records and i go you've put a lot of thought into that that's really well constructed, really well put together. And uh, like, you know, I say, when you go and see us, we, I mean, I was lucky enough to see him live for the first time. It's the first time he's been to the UK in years, wasn't it, this year for C2C. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just like the variation in his music from front to back. You can just see how well he's, he moves with the times and moves with the people and the audience that are listening to what he's doing. That That's really special. Um, the other one who I love who does that and sort of like pushes the barriers as far as production is concerned is Sam Hunt. Oh, as well. yeah. yeah, I'm a huge fan of Sam Hunt. Um, n- not not a popular opinion in the UK just yet. Really? Uh, yeah. Why is Which that? Is I think it's because it, they... So the whole country pop thing is getting there. Okay. People aren't so educated in the fact, like, you know, when I turn around and, you know, a lot of people at home will say to me, oh, you know, is he quite country? Is he quite this? Is he quite that? You know, in terms of what I'm doing. Whether it's over here, it's sort of, you know, that it's that sound. You yeah, know, there it, there is still a little bit of that pushback it's a between cultural thing. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like, hey, if you look back twenty years ago, Garth Brooks, I mean, he was pretty modern for his time. Yeah, and it's like it just evolves. This, but that's interesting it. that it's the same kind of feel. Yeah, I, th- I, I think it, I think it very much comes down to you know how people are educated via radio play. To be quite honest with you, because we don't have a we have two sort of national stations that will play country music okay um it had the bbc show that play some of it but not your likes of sam hunt florida georgia line you know all the luke bryan the big hitters yeah. over here. Yeah, yeah. you don't tend to hear that on commercial radio a hell of a lot so people's ears aren't actually sort of you know tuned into it in that way so the minute you start doing it you know when i rock up on the stage influenced by those guys people go oh well you, you sound american I was like, yeah <laughs> well that's what i'm influenced that's what that's all i listen to sure. like, i don't listen to british folk music because a lot of the british country scene is very much influenced by that british folk thing um so obviously that's not a thing over here so and but i don't listen to folk i listen to the you know all, all the all the modern chart stuff over here so yeah it's uh, it's, it's an interesting one to see it evolve and see it. It, it it is changing all the time but it's exciting so you mentioned the the radio stations are lack of country stations there because mm. in america here it's it's a it's a hotbed issue because it's the it's the main driver of success as far as you know, getting paid and, you know, winning awards and things like that. It's, yeah. you know, it's slightly changed because of the, the streaming era, but, mm-hmm. you know, so with only two radio stations, how is it, 
are you dependent more on the streaming or just getting out in front of people at live shows? Uh, do you know what the big the big one for me at the moment is live shows? Like that's where that's where you actually did has, has really surprised me this year um, that you actually can make I make I make my living as a country artist effectively just off live shows in the UK because people actually want that now. Wow, which is really cool. Yeah, so like you know, we've got some really big festivals. We've got some, uh, we've got some you know really really cool venues that uh, that are, that want what we're doing, which is really exciting. You know, like we have a, a thing that we call like that's called like Nashville Nights, for example, where they have. Um, it's basically you go out and you play your show and then they have a country club night afterwards, but it's all the modern stuff, you know? Oh, so yeah. for someone like me, that that's right in the pocket for Perfect. what I do. So yeah, we have, uh, we have a lot of that. And, uh, I, I think a lot of the, the newer festivals are trying to push the more sort of country pop modern thing as well, or just sort of trying to make it as eclectic as possible. So you kind of, do you look at yourself as that modern country music ambassador, so to speak? I try not to, but I, I look at who else is doing it and there's not a lot of them, you know? Sure. So, um, it is definitely, you know, in terms of what I'm doing at the moment, it is something that the, that the young people are, are gravitating to, uh, over there, which is really cool to see, you know, it's re- it is really cool to see because that there isn't much of them. So, you know, I so say that they listen to, you know, the, the, the likes of old dominion, Kitmore, you know, who, whoever else it may be. Um, and, uh, but then, you know, for them to come to my shows and go, oh yeah, you sound like all the guys I like, but you're British. Right. Yeah. Which is, which is cool, which is, yeah. it's, it's nice to have yeah. that, that sense of, uh, sort of uniqueness, I guess, which sure. is, which is nice in terms of what I'm doing. So just going to keep doing what we're doing and, you know, ho- hopefully people keep digging it and that's, that's the thing. Absolutely. Um, I want to jump into some of your songs and just kind of get your thoughts on if you wrote it, what the songwriting process was or how you, um, related to it and how it impacted you. So... Um, the song "What's It Like?" Yeah, how did that come to be? Yeah, so that was the that was the first that was the first single I I ever put out. Um, so basically, I that was when I was at uh, at C to C, twenty seventeen, and I basically completely fell in love with country music that weekend. But I I also that's where I also uh, met. Rachel and so it was just like everything seemed to sort of click into into one place at one time and it was a it was a really cool it was a couple of days for me where I just sort of like that I, I had like a load of rubbish going on before that there was a lot of things that weren't going very well in my life and it sort of felt like I'd got past that point got past that barrier and I was like okay this is it. This is me. I found myself. I'm just, you know what? It feels really good. I'm just going to go for it and, and and hope for the best. So that's pretty much what the what the song's about. It's a song. It's a. It is for first and foremost a, a love song, but it was just really nice at that particular point to find something that was me again. Because yeah. when you when you're writing for other people, you tend to end up in this scenario. You're either writing for to a brief. Okay. Or a lot of the time in pop music as well, like it's the subject matters and the themes that people are supposedly wanting to relate to are becoming more and more outrageous as you go, which is not me as a person. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the party starter. I'm not ever going to pretend that I am because I'm really yeah. not. Uh, so I was just, you know, in that particular mold, I was writing a lot of stuff where I was having to, you know, facilitate stories basically so you're kind of put in a box where you had to write yeah. a certain way yeah i felt like a robot basically and with the pop were you writing did you set out to write according to lyrics or write according to like a melody or a or a hook most of the time and this is the this is the big difference between the two most of the time in pop these days it's that the melody and the hook okay okay and the li- the lyrics are an afterthought 
like a lot of the time. That was my experience of it anyway. So my other people might tell me I'm completely wrong. But that was that was my experience of it. And that's when I came into country music. I started realizing, man, like the lyrical content of this stuff is just next level. And that's the bit that I had to work on again and again and again because it was it, that was the newest part of it to me. Like, you know, I can write hooks, I can write melodies all day. Sure. But in terms of finding a, a story and a running theme that people can relate to every single time, that's the, that's definitely the, the the hardest part to tap into. I would think the most rewarding too, though. Massively yeah. so. Um, Hideaway that just seems like a jam. It seems like a, a very high energy song at sh- air shows. Yeah, man, Hideaway is a good, like a great, great fun to great fun to play live. Uh, so I was uh, this was a really interesting one. So I was sent this that that song by uh, by a friend of mine who's a commercial writer who I've got signed to my publishing label that I own back home um, and he uh, he just sent that my way and he was like look man I've got this song and I was in the process of making the first record at the time and I was like dude that's a country song I said you've probably never <laughs> listened to country music in your life have you but that is a country song he was like really are you sure I was like look just leave it with me so I worked on it and uh, I produced it basically and I was like look this is what I've got what do you think he was like dude that's awesome I was like well would you mind if I put it on my next record uh, he was like yeah go for it he was probably, absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that was that was the process of that one he basically just wrote that about um, about how he uh, how he met his wife and the sort of the, the, the idea of just uh, that very s- simplistic notion of, of, of falling in love and forgetting about everything else that uh, that exists at that particular time all the reasons why you shouldn't be together and just go ahead and do it just do it yeah awesome uh there was one that stood out song title is called boys cry too and okay I, I think it's just a when you look at the song title it's it's such a unique song title and Thank concept you, yeah um so what was kind of the driver of behind that or the inspiration so that song actually started in uh started in nashville right so i when we were here last year i saw this sign on the wall when we were walking out of town um and there was a big sign on the wall that said boys cry too so i just i just wrote that in my phone i was like that's cool there's something there yeah Yeah. i just wrote it in my phone and i came back to it about three months later and i was sitting in this place where i've been listening to the radio and they're talking about like the uh, the concept of male mental health and I was like, do you know what? No one's really specifically commented on that or given that any sort of commentary in uh, in the country music that I've heard so far. And I was like, that might be a really cool subject matter for a song. And I was like, okay, well, I can sort of integrate my my own story and my own relationship with with mental health. And then, all, but then more specifically, like as I was growing up, being a creative person, I was always very sort of aware of my emotions and happy to show them. Uh, and I played basically pro junior soccer until the age of about 16. Okay. Okay. So it's basically those two things that I've described to you there, I'm sure you can imagine, don't necessarily go hand in hand, particularly at that age. Oh, yeah. And I was reflecting back on that, and I was like, okay, let's just just think about it. That's that's my story, but there's going to be other people or other guys who have been in that exact same scenario in talking about trying to make something that's as relatable as possible. So, so if I tell my story, I'm pretty sure there's going to be other people who have been in that same boat. Yeah. Um, and so that's where we came. That's why I came up with, with, with boys cried too. I thought it was a very sort of a, a really nice umbrella for the, for the concept of what I was trying to, what I was trying to say in that song. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, when I see you, yeah. Um, I'm going to make a guess. Is this one of your 
one of the songs you hold near and dear to you when you perform? Yeah, massively for, for, for several reasons. So this this was the one that the, the one song of the year just before we went away. Um, so again, uh, I worked with the same guy who wrote on who wrote Hideaway. So he he brought me he brought me this song, um, and he said to me he was like, look, I've written this about my grandfather who's passed away. Um, and originally, I wasn't supposed to sing it. He was just said huh. to me, he was just, I want you to produce it. Let's produce it. Let's see what, what comes back. Uh, so I put it together, structured it in the way of a, of, of a you know, traditional country ballad, which is kind of what we were going for. And then uh, the master recording came back that I was going to basically send out to people for pitching to the publishers and whatever else. And we kind of looked at each other and went, that's good. That actually you works. Keep it, yeah. yeah, yeah, that works. That that works, and th- that song has pretty much just completely and utterly changed the game. That that that's basically a- allowed me to do what I'm what I'm doing as a as a as a as a, as a job now because that it's got it's got so much traction. It's got so much love back home, and I think you know again going back to the same point that th- where that goes emotionally, that song and the things that it taps into. It's you know that loss of someone we love is something that everyone's going to experience at some exactly. point in their life whether they whether, whether they whether they like it or not it's something that, that they're going to go through and you know i played that song back home and there's been many a uh, an old lady crying in the front row because you know they've just lost their husband or you know had a guy in sweden come up to me and you know my sister you know died last week from a long battle with cancer and he said that just made me think about her and just like you know, you kind of what feel bad. Make, does, make how it, does that make you feel? Well, initially, I kind of go, "I'm sorry, I made you cry." But, <laughs> but then at yeah, the same sure. time, but at the same time, as a songwriter, that that's the reason I make music. Is to oh, I love writing songs. Is that you can sort of make something like a universal concept and bring people together. I think that's really, really important. You know, so if you know if you felt it and someone else has felt it and loads of other people have felt it, that's what songwriting's about, and that that's what I love about it. You know, when people when the people say, well, I think when songwriters say, oh, I love it when they sing the songs back to me, I think that's really what they're saying. Yeah, is that yeah you've created that emotional connection through doing something that you love, and that's that's for me is really special. Yeah. Awesome. So. Where where do you go next from here? You know, how do you follow up on this successful year? What kind of artist do you want to be in the next one, two, three, four, five, a decade? Yeah, man. Well, I mean, in terms of, um, it, it's been a crazy journey. So I never sort of sort of like you know preempt too many ideas because I never thought this year would go the way that it's gone. Um, for me, it's just I'm always working towards you know, super long-term being a British artist that comes over here and does something useful, basically, yeah. whatever that may be. You know, I, I, I keep it nice and broad, nice and open. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not expecting to come over here and be a member of the Grand Old Opry or anything like that. But if, if we could be, if I, if I could be a UK artist that comes over to the States, you know, where the music that I love is made, um, then I, that would be that would be enough for me. We've already I've already ticked off the big dream, which was when I started it. I wanted to be able to do it as a job. That and was, here we are. Yeah, 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 and here we are. So we've uh, sort of achieved like for me that was the biggest dream in it all was to be able to just be able to do it if, if, as a as, as a career and you know and travel the world playing music and you know we spent the whole month doing that which has been awesome. So I can't I can't really complain it as far as that's concerned. So that's that was dream number one t- taken off. And as I say, long term it would just be to get out here as much as we physically can and play as many shows and you know linking with even more people. We made some amazing friends over here and. Uh, it's great to be able to stand on those stages and people really understand and get it without you having to prove the point first. Sure, you know, so that's uh, that's great. And just getting bigger and better festivals. You know, I mean, some of the ones we played this year have been amazing. But if we can get slots higher up bills and you know play on bigger stages all the time, 
more and more support slots with American artists because I, I love meeting the American artists when they come over and tour in the in the UK and uh, would love to do some more festivals over here as well. I think you I think Europe and over here would be a, a big one for us next year if we can if we can pull that off because we we started moving into playing shows in Europe so we've done Italy and Sweden uh, this year so if we can do more of those in Europe uh, would be amazing and yeah festivals over here would be a dream. Do you notice a difference going from country to country, especially in Europe, as far as the type of artists or the type of country they like? Yeah, massively. Really? Massively, huh. yeah. yeah. How so? Uh, so, like, so when we played in Italy, for example, it was like a more sort of traditional, like the line dancing market in Europe is enormous. Oh, really? I know, oh, my I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I would not have imagined No, that. I hadn't either. And, huh. you know, my guitarist is from Italy and he said to me, he was like, I can't believe we're doing this in Italy. <laughs> like, it's just, it just makes no sense. But there were people all over from Europe, like going to this huge, 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 huge event. Um, I think Gore Bamford, who's a Canadian artist, was uh, was headlining it. The, that, so they got they got him over and like they'd really gone to town on it. It was a it was it was a great event, but it was really sort of um, they had that sort of lean towards the the more traditional side, the more traditional side of things. Sure. So when I rocked, by the time I rocked up, I was like, oh, this could go <laughs> this could go one of two ways, really. But I've just kind of come to the conclusion that I'm never you know what I do because it being that country pop thing and it not being as established in Europe yet. I just kind of go with the flow and just do me and try and do it well. If you can do it well and sort of find a way to relate to people through being yourself, I think that's better than trying to, you know, sort of uh, force yourself to be what everyone else wants you to be. Uh, and it went, it went really, really well. Sweden was totally different because we were on an all-genre bill. So, yeah. So, oh, I bet. Yeah. So, but, but they loved everyone. it. Yeah, they loved it because it's kind of got that sort of... Um, that pop sensibility to to it, I think they based on what I've listened to and what I've done in the past, and they they really they really sort of uh, gravitated towards that, which was great. Um, and also, country music is really big over in Scandinavia as well. A lot of the uh, hmm. a lot of like you know, I know Chris Young when he toured a couple of years ago went and stopped uh, by Scandinavia, Germany. So Scandinavia and Germany tend to be the two sort of go tos first, okay. as well as the UK. Sure. Uh, yeah. So that was uh, that was really interesting, and then. Uh, over here, I mean, I just when it, I love playing over here because yeah. it's just I just feel at home. I just feel at home. It's uh, you know I can go and play a, I can go and play a, a Russell Dickerson cover and everyone know exactly what I'm doing and everyone's singing along. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and and even to my own stuff like like yesterday, you know, there are there are a few people in there that, are, that specifically come to to watch me, which is amazing to come halfway you know the other side of the world and there's people who are you know listening to music. That's incredible. So yeah, I just I, I love everything about Nashville. I just I just feel at home because obviously it's where all the music I love comes right. from. So it's, you know, sensical, I guess, in that sense. Hey, well, thanks for doing this. Um, where can fans find you the next few months? Uh, um, yeah. Different shows. Yeah. So um, over in the UK, I'm going to be in, I've got a UK tour coming up basically is that is the, is the next big one so we've got a few dates scattered around the place in october but the next one that we're looking towards is before the end of the year is a uk tour so uh, we're going to be playing in uh, bristol manchester uh, london and glasgow okay and that's going to be with a guy called stevie o'connor who's doing super well um i think he's on his way out here relatively soon and then uh, got uh, a guy called elliot joseph as well who does sort of like a celtic rock kind of thing as well so so oh, we, we, we called it like the make, make mine country tour which is basically just a sort of uh the the idea is to uh, support and celebrate the vast diversity in in country music in the UK and sort of as you know I say I'm a country yeah. pop artist you got Stevie who's like more like traditional rootsy and then Elliot who's sort of like involved in the sort of like the the, the, the 
country Celtic rock kind of thing. So, you know, nice broad uh, umbrella of artists in there. Awesome. Well, thanks for doing this. I uh, wish, wish you the, um, the most of luck and enjoy the rest of your time here. Thank you so much, uh, Steve. Thanks for having me. Yeah.